Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from terrifying turtles to tumultuous traitors. And today, we're talking about the tabaxi. All right, Brian. Will, all right. I've always wanted to be Catwoman. Oh, well, now now you'll get the chance. Kind of, I guess. Catwoman's not really actually feline. She just has feline-like abilities. What about the <laughs> Tim Burton one where she like gets like Spider-Man style bit by cats or whatever it was? I never saw that movie. Okay, so she <laughs> fell out of a window, uh-huh. a bunch of stories and hit the ground, yeah. and then a bunch of cats like swarmed her and started like licking her wounds That's and so then she's weird. like I'm a fucking cat That's now. So weird. there's no mystical qualities I'm going to go rob a bank in the comics. Why <laughs> stop ruining her? She just wants to wear leather. Okay. She's like a All bad right. furry. In, yeah, okay. Let's <laughs> let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Tabaxi is a race that's available in Volo's Guide uh, to Monsters. And it's for me, it was a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a lot of people it was because it's been a while since Tabaxi have really like been, seen any screen time when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, so this um, is a, this is something from an older edition? Yeah, I it looked like it was uh, an available monster in uh, first and second edition. Okay. And uh, not only has it not been around since second edition in like D&D mechanics, but um, it's actually a Forgotten Realm specific thing as far as I could tell. So this is a Forgotten Realm specific race. And on top of it, it's a very like esoteric and like unknown exotic race that wouldn't be in any given player's handbook or yeah, anything like that. yeah. I, like i get like a um i don't know i get like a bobcat kind of feel like they're mountainy or like okay is this more like a jungle like tropical it's very thing? much more of a jungle thing so okay. so let's talk about who who and what the tabaxi are the tabaxi are a feline like humanoid race they're basically cat people mm-hmm. uh, anyone who's played skyrim they look a lot like the khajiit which okay. are basically cat people 
Um, they are taller and slenderer of build than humans, about six to seven feet tall. Uh, they're usually covered in spotted or striped fur. Um, it's usually flavored as very like a jungle cat. Usually yeah. a tiger, jaguar, leopard kind of feel. Yeah, that kind of like uh, the fur is coated that exactly. way. And that's where they tend to live. In Forgotten Realms, they hail from a region called Mestica, which is very tropical, deep jungle kind of. I see. Okay. I think it's far to the west of the main continent of Faerun, but I, I'm not so familiar with Forgotten Realms that I can... I mean, I know it's called Faerun, but like, <laughs> other than that, dude, I don't get any Forgotten Realms stuff other than what we Forgotten Realms, about. I believe, and I'm sure the comments will correct me, I believe that the world is called Toril, and the main continent that a lot, like the Sword Coast and all that, is on oh, Faerun. Yeah. Okay. So, and oh, then, wait. The Sword Coast Adventures Guide is actually... The Sword Coast. Oh, yeah. Forgotten we've probably Realms. talked about that's ringing the bell. We've yeah. talked about yeah, that exactly. in the show. Okay. Sword Coast is kind of like where all the like water deep and never winter and all the big cities of Baldur's Gate. OK. You, yeah. Like I just thought it was a play on Wizards of the Coast. Is it not? No. OK. No, it's not. Oh, anyway, it. Anyways, <laughs> Mestica, I think it's far uh, across the sea to the west. I might be wrong on that. I'm sure I'll get corrected if I am. So back to back to the tabaxi. Um, they um, they have cattails. They have retractable claws. Uh, they're usually very competent, like extremely competent swimmers and climbers. Okay. Um, and I think that reflects with jungle cats. Tigers and jaguars are exceptional swimmers. Yeah, I've seen um, jungle cat jump into like a swamp kind of thing mm-hmm. and like kill uh, an alligator and like yeah. take it for dinner. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. That. Just like dragged it out yeah. of the water. I'm like, dude, you got to have you got to be strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Very strong and uh, incredibly good swimmer. I, I believe tigers and jaguars actually really enjoy being in water. So, OK, yeah, I think this follows. It's yeah, so um, not like your average house cat. Don't like right. water. But but like That's a stereotype, your, but like your average house cat, they are noted to have exceptional balance uh, sight and smell just like any cat. Grace. Yeah. Grace. Like very yeah, graceful, graceful creatures. Cat, indeed. Mm. Um, I think that reflavoring these to desert cats is pretty easy. Kind of how you said, like bobcat, like oh yeah, okay, like a, what, a lynx or or yeah, some, like a snow, some, like a yeah. snow leopard some or something like that. Something uh, like that. Oh, oh snow leopard, be dope. You could have a bunch like of stuff. Yeah. Pretty much, take t- go look at a National Geographic about yeah. cats. Snow leopard is actually my favorite animal. So when you said that, I was very happy. That's your favorite animal. That's my absolute favorite animal. Yeah, it's a snow animal. Mine's a polar bear. Oh, oh, also a snow animal. <laughs> it is. They're so, dying. They're all dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring the podcast down brian let's move it on uh but yeah you're right it's i don't really think that well in your D campaign global warming doesn't have to exist in, indeed indeed it doesn't <laughs> so generally speaking the tabaxi population is incredibly reclusive and isolationalist about 90 percent of them are strictly so uh we'll like get, hobgoblins hobgoblins are not reclusive or isolationalist yeah they totally they they prefer you told me they in that prefer episode out that, of the way areas but yeah they, okay so this is more you're this going more extreme, extreme than that. like okay. i wouldn't call that isolationalist they just like they they just move a little bit away okay so they don't I, have to I deal with you. the problems but I they still you. put up trade posts and stuff yeah no, to the this back, is more like i'm i can climb this like dangerous ass mountain we're gonna go live up there kind of yeah yeah okay. i would say so i think this is more along the lines of like society is over here so we're going to be across the ocean and deep into this jungle that no one actually knows about. Oh, <laughs> that's like how, that. Like that. Okay. Um, so that's why they don't show up. Yeah, in they, they dwell. A lot. In, they dwell in the far flung regions uh, from elves, and uh, they're so isolationist. In fact, they don't even trade with each other. Oh, fuck. and we'll get into like how the society divides itself up. I keep like okay. So I've noticed is so the furbog was an old. Uh, yeah. like what yeah. second edition thing also or uh, no, I, think I mean first it's edition. been consistent in every um edition. It's it's been there except for fourth. Furbolgs weren't in fourth. They're just like fuck that. But um, but the Furbolg in fifth is completely and utterly different from the Furbolgs 
previously. They were writing too much Raven Queen stuff. They were like, oh, fuck, we forgot the Furbolg. Yeah. Welcome to 5e, everybody. Welcome to 5e. Furbolgs are back. So is a lot of Volgs, uh, the Volos Guide races like old throwbacks like that? Let's see here. Because it's a throwback, um, really. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Okay. There's Sebastian, there's Furbolg. Uh, Lizard Folk are not a throwback. Um, Goliaths are not a throwback. Um, I'm not actually too sure about Tritons. I think Tritons, again, are very Forgotten Realms specific. Okay. And that's the thing about Volo's Guide and a lot of what's coming out in 5e is... Forgotten uh, Realms is Very Forgotten Realms uh, specific. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I think Tabaxi is the first uh, race we've talked about that is strictly Forgotten Realms specific, though. Okay, so, that's interesting. Tritons hmm. might be the next. I'll, I'll have to look into that. I don't actually so know. So you're saying they don't trade with even each other? No, they don't. So, okay, so the way that Tabaxi uh, live is they, they tend to organize themselves in what are called clans, about 15 to 40-ish members. They're a very tribal society. That's kind of like Goliaths a little bit, aren't they? I guess so, kind of yeah, about that same size. Okay. Um, and I, I guess there's a lot of similarities there because uh, hunter-gatherer, mm-hmm. um, so uh, also the clans divide themselves into subgroups called hunts. Um, the clan is made up of the youth, which and there'll be anywhere from like two to a dozen youngsters. Okay. A few elderly with the eldest being the person in charge and then the different hunts. And a, hunts is, uh, a hunt is a group of tabaxi, adult tabaxi, about two to eight members. Okay. And they're a basically a tribal warrior group that kind of hunts and gathers together. And they're just like a unit. They're just a squad that works together and they work together their whole lives. So there's multiple hunts. Yeah, multiple hunts a, make up a clan. A clan. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, until you got uh, anywhere from 15 to maybe 50-ish members. So that's like lionesses going out and like... Exactly. That's exactly what that's like. Giraffes yeah, or whatever. Very, very much so. Okay. And, uh, you know, they have their own carved out territory in the jungle. And different clans don't communicate very much. Okay. Um, yeah, it's they like, don't even trade with each other. Oh, uh, that I I've smelled this piss before. That's a diff, That's that other clan. We should hunt elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. And uh, the reason that they don't trade even with each other is they, for some reason they find it to be a demeaning act. I think it's because they're cats. Cats are hunters. They provide for themselves. Okay. So if you're having to trade, it makes you seem weak. Maybe. Like I'm super solo until I want pets. But I only want pets until I say I don't anymore. Right, right, exactly. And sometimes I act like I want pets. And when you give me pets, I fuck you up by biting the <laughs> shit out of your hand. Yeah. Yeah, that. If they actually, that would be the actual, so that would be yeah. my, like. Your interpretation? So my tabaxi is part of this clan, and yeah. it finds, like, a rune on accident and gets fucking teleported to fucking the Sword Coast or whatever. Right, right. And it's like, ah, what do I do? And then it finds a group okay. of adventurers to try and get back home. Okay, well, let's talk about, I like that idea a lot, actually, because well, it's you. similar to an idea that I have, um, which I'll get into later. But let's talk about adventuring tabaxi, because I feel like the rest of the world that doesn't know too much about tabaxi has probably a very different view on the tabaxi people than what is the actual truth, which is what I just told you uh-huh. because of this. So the tabaxi have a divine figure who's known as the cat, the cat Lord, <laughs> <laughs> not a very creative name. He's also not a very important deity. Damn. that. Okay. Uh, Hit he, me with it. Uh, so the cat Lord grants each tabaxi, each individual tabaxi with a specific feline trait. And okay, kind of I'm gonna st- I actually, sorry, I'm okay. going to stop you. Yeah. Remember how last episode I went off about like na- like absorbent <laughs> the, names and you stuff like that? Now we're on the other end. This is too far <laughs> the other way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the cat lord. Yeah. He's, <laughs> the cat guy. It is I, cat lord. <laughs> What's good? He's like eating Cheetos, sitting on a couch. Yeah, yeah. sure, why not? <laughs> sorry, did you pray? I missed it. <laughs> um, so the cat lord, Okay. Um, he grants each individual tabaxi with a specific feline trait. He basically dials that trait to a hundred. Um, 
Cat Lord. So he, fuck, he, he fucks with people's personalities, if you will. So to a certain subsect of Tabaxi, maybe one out of 100, maybe one out of 1,000, he grants the gift of curiosity. Mm. This will drastically change the personality of the tabaxi. Right. The uh, um, <laughs> the ever famous cat killer. Yeah, the ever, yeah, exactly. This those given this trait find themselves stricken with a wanderlust and compelled to venture out into the world in search of stories, artifacts, lore, and Oh, yeah. okay. And they so just like, want to explore and they want to know. And they want to know and they want to uh, okay. explore. I kinda okay. I'm on the fence about this whole situation, but I do appreciate the fact that they're like trying to help you like justify adventuring. Exactly. At least you tried. Which for, for me, what it makes me want to do is the exact opposite. I want to play a tabaxi who was forced to go out into the world and he just wants to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't want to know anything about anything. And Cat Lord is like, you have to find me a new bag of Cheetos. Ooh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> the Cheeto MacGuffin. Um <laughs> So this curiosity leads them to searching out, acquiring ancient artifacts, magic items. Uh, but it's the knowledge and the stories that are that are important to them. It's it's what they feel they've gained. And basically, by the end of their lives, they end up returning home with all these actual stories and all this actual knowledge that they gained throughout their, all their wanderings. And that's kind of the very limited way that tabaxi keep a uh, tab on what's going on in the outside world. Okay. So that guy gets back and they just like fucking knowledge vomit all, all over basically, the clan. Basically, basically, which doesn't seem like a I very tell you about way. the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's information loss, like t- the game telephone. Right. Like, exactly. You're going to miss yeah. out some key <laughs> details that like got like just mixed up in the fray. Yeah. You know, I'm going with Cheetos, right? Yes. I know you're going with Cheetos. The back. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. He's a cat Lord. Let's take a short rest. Let's do it. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we're not talking about the cats. We're talking about you cats. What's <laughs> up? What's up everybody? It's good. To, it's good. Hey. Well, I can't. I can't interact. This is a one-way interaction. So, hey, hi. If you were here, I'd tell you something cool about you. But the only thing cool I can tell you about right now is like you're hearing my voice, and I think that's fucking cool. Indeed. And we appreciate it. Indeed. And we love you. Indeed. So, thanks for listening to the show. We uh, we really do appreciate it. And there's uh, a few people out there we fucking also really appreciate. <laughs> their their names are Alfonso Fernandez, uh, Nicola Labelle, Anthony. Mata, Mattarelliano, nice. what do you think of that? I yeah, think, I think you got it. Jason one. <laughs> got it in one, maybe. Jason Gilroy and Miss Melaby. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. Um, it it means a lot to us. Thank you very much. So this is your your shout out, and I hope that you guys are enjoying any of the bonus content that is available to you. As uh, we've had a a uh, range of uh, payments come in, we really really appreciate it. Like you guys are making the show possible and making the stuff we do on Patreon possible. Um, Without you guys, we'd be nothing. Yeah, we seriously can't thank you enough. So I want to say thank you to each and every one of you. And thank you, mm-hmm. all of you who have um, been participating in the new contest, mm-hmm. um, subscribing on YouTube, mm-hmm. and liking and commenting on that video, and also um, hitting us up on Twitter with a link to the show. Um, basically, we run these contests so we can get the word out about the show because we want more people to listen that like D&D. Yeah. We like all of you. We hope you like us. It seems like you do. Tell your friends, please. Uh, Tell somebody about the show. Uh, We'd really, really appreciate that, too. That's really what helps us the most is you guys just talking about the show and getting your friends or whoever your enemies to listen. It doesn't matter who they are as long as they're, they're, they're tuning in. Yeah. Speaking speaking of the contest, for those of you who don't know, we are running uh, two different contests. Both of them were giving away a copy of Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. On Twitter, the contest that we're running is if you share a link to an episode of our show, whether that be the audio podcast or an episode on the YouTube channel with the hashtag DungeonCast from now till May 29th, you'll be entered in the contest to... To win a copy of the book and the other contest we're running for the same book is on youtube we actually have a video called our mordenkainen's tomofos giveaway and all you got to do to enter that contest is go ahead and check out the vid like it subscribe to our channel and then leave a comment below stating what you are most excited to see uh 
in the upcoming book. And if you do that, you'll be entered into that contest, which again, we're going to be announcing the winners to both contests on May 29th, which is the day the book is released. Yep. And uh, those winners will get them books. Uh, it's been really interesting seeing what you guys are most excited about. Blood uh, War. Yeah, it's mostly Blood War. Blood War. I understand. I do. I'm going to be honest. I'm most excited about the Blood, <laughs> Blood War, War and uh, Spelljammer. I don't even uh, know what Spelljammer is. Eldrin too. I'm excited about Eldrin. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm not. I was excited about Shatter Kai until I found out what they're going with, and I'm less excited. But I still welcome it. Yeah, I like the. I like the idea. I know that like they're going to change a lot of stuff that we've covered, yeah. but I kind of like the oh, option, yeah. the flavor options that are going on. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. Like we did. <clears throat> there's this existing lore and now there's going to be this new lore and it's just more ideas. So indeed, indeed. very good. Um, but yeah, if you want to find a show, uh, we're on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast. We are on uh, YouTube. You can just search the, dun- the dungeon cast there. Uh, hit us up on Gmail. It's the dungeon cast at gmail.com. Or if you want to check out the stuff on our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash the dungeon cast. Also follow us on Twitter um, for like D and D news and some memes and stuff like that. Content or content uh, not contest polls. Polls. I do polls sometimes. Yeah, about what we want to do for the next upcoming episodes. We hear you, Asmo people. We're working on it. <laughs> we are, and working we love on you, it, indeed. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it's at the Dungeon Cast. Yeah. I guess uh, since we're here, a disclaimer: uh, the reason that Asmo has been postponed, all planar lore and deity lore is going to be postponed till after Mordenkainen's, because there's so much that's going to be changed with that book that I don't want to release a video that I immediately have to um, redo do an like errata for yeah. like immediately yeah yeah we are you're gonna have to revisit the Raven Queen because they're uh putting her under such immense change so yeah, yeah so we'll we'll do we'll figure it out we're gonna do God stuff is coming yeah it's just coming out of the book yeah <laughs> so um we're gonna hit the stuff the in-between stuff but um mm-hmm. let's get back to some of that in-between stuff what, what do you think of that let's get think? back to let's the jungles of mastica the jungles of mastica well, from what mastica mastica let's go back <laughs> to the show. So according to my design. <laughs> so let's get back to Tabaxi. Um, back to Tabaxi. They're curious. We talked about that. The Cat Lord made sure that that was so. Wait, they're all curious? No, just, just one? the ones that he so chooses. We're now diving into Adventure Tabaxi. Okay, yeah. And by default, we're going with the curious ones because that's, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so they they're they're interested in stories. They're interested in lore. They're interested in gossip. Um, they are interested in items, but they're interested in those magic items usually because of the story and lore behind them. Okay, they don't actually care about the material wealth, and they don't really care much about material wealth in general at all. They find it to be uninteresting and boring. Well, by the book standard, isn't it like these magic items are priceless anyway, and there's not really True. like a monetary value to them because of how? Well, I mean, priceless just means they're so valuable that yeah. they're like, how you can can't I put a price a on this? Yeah, but to them. That's not entirely too interesting. Yeah, it's more like this this who this king had this fucking scepter of destruction yeah. and fucking exactly. now it's mine. Yeah, indeed. Except yeah, and we'll 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 get into Oh yeah, I guess that's interesting. Are they pu- procuring it for themselves? Okay. So the, just, like, which, actually, about it's it? about getting the thing, examining it, like examining every angle of it, you know, holding it in your hands, learning all the lore about it. And once you've absorbed all the information, throwing it over your shoulder and moving on. Yeah. Well they're they're incredibly only one place for this, the yeah. fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> their curiosity is an insatiable desire, but like again, they don't desire the actual material. So I'm just here to become Wikipedia. So they, they tend to be ex- extremely fickle and mercurial. Like they're they they flit about. 
Like yeah. once yeah. they like a tabaxi might spend an immense amount of time planning out an insane heist, like a two month heist to get to a rich dude's like gemstone that's on display. So I can see like the engraving of the original person who like carved it out on yeah. the bottom. Oh, it is there. And Sick. then once Time they get it, they'll 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 inspect it. They'll learn all about it. They'll find the inscribing like you just said, and then they'll use it to pay for passage to the next city and forget about the gem at all. Holy crap! That's just the type of that's the nature of their curiosity. So they are Catwoman, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean they do make excellent rogues, and like, but Catwoman wants that material wealth. You know? Yeah, she, she's kind of about she's that. selfish. Yeah, but she's also about the thrill, the thrill. So, yeah, the leather, the leather. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Tabaxi and leather armor is basically Catwoman. So, although the curiosity does lead Tabaxi to become adventurers much of the time, right? And it's an easy excuse to be a Tabaxi. It's like, oh, I got struck by this curiosity disease. Yeah, the fucking cat lord visited <laughs> it's, me. In it's my really, sleep. it's a mental illness. Let's be honest here. Yeah, that, but, I was going <laughs> to ask you if they, they have a name for it. They're like, well, there fucking, should be fucking Jimmy's leaving. Yeah, he got, he got the plague. <laughs> He got the brain plague. Basically, he got that brain disease. Hopefully, he goes um, back. I mean, he's gonna have some sick stories. Uh, some some go down a different path to satisfy their wanderlust. Um, usually, becoming like wandering bards or minstrels, tinkerers or traders. Fucking um, cat person bard. That sounds sick. Yeah, it is really cool. Wow. I like I like the tinker or trader thing. Again, this reminds me of the Khajiit from Skyrim because in Skyrim, the Khajiit are like caravanners. They oh, kind of okay. journey around the empire. Uh, I as finished, merchants, traveling merchants. I finished, I pretty much, I mean, does anyone really finish Breath of the Wild? <laughs> but like, I've pretty much done a bunch of it. So now I'm going to move on to Skyrim, everybody. So oh, get off God, my case. I'm so jealous. Get off my case. Yeah, it, it will Dude, be my first time. It's a lot of fun. And it's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. That's super sweet. Yeah. So before we get into mechanics, do you got any other... Um, comments or concerns or questions about these cat people. I think my remaining questions are mechanic based because I oh. want to know like what uh, what what does the book lend to the role play for you? You know what I mean? Like as far as I'm sure it's decks. Are we talking decks? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So out of out of all the races in Velo's Guide, I think this one's probably the most balanced of the races. It oh, just, interesting. Like I could see because Furbolg is like not Furbolg has very a powerful. butt ton of freaking abilities. Uh, a butt ton. Yeah, a mm. butt ton. Uh, Lizard folk has a butt ton of abilities <laughs> and features. It's it's just ridiculous. Well, ASMR I, or even worse. ASMR. Yeah. So can I to, ask you what a butt ton is? <laughs> it's it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> don't man. worry about it. <laughs> it. It's it's not. It's unquantifiable. Oh. Um. So, what I like about the Tabaxi is, it, if you take away the exoticness of, well, it's a cat person. I could see this being in the player's handbook. So let's start start from the top. Uh, they're going to get a plus two to Dex. I think that was pretty predictable. They're yeah. also going to get a plus one to Charisma. Oh. Okay. And I think this fits specifically for the Curiosity ones because their curiosity is so strong. They have a very strong, like, personality and will about like finding these things they'll need, do anything for it yeah i need to find out so, so i'll either persuade or intimidate to get it, it yeah like, yeah exactly man charisma is strange like that where like it is i either got to do this nice thing or this mean thing yeah and both the stat works for both yeah Very absolutely i think if i were to play a tabaxi that didn't have this weird curiosity disease i would give him a plus one to wisdom because you know they're hunters okay and since they're more reclusive and quiet um, they're probably less charismatic. No, that's not necessarily so. I'm just saying this is how I would do it. But I could see the reclusive one still being yeah, you're a very it, strong will and having good charisma. Yeah, too. you're taking the curiosity out and you're putting like the 
like the naturey like wisdom. Yeah, because like, theoretically, if the curiosity wasn't injected into you, something else was, and yeah. that thing was that thing was probably something either athletic or like uh, sense sensory. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm like a I'm like an animal in a jungle. Like I'm gonna have like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like wisdom, Wis- wisdom's a good save for like perception and stuff for the skills. Yeah, it's like that makes sense to me. Yeah. So, their size are medium. You know, their human size speed 30, 30 walking speed. I think I would have given them thirty five if they're so lithe and their dex is so high. Yeah, and, and they're super like. nimble. But whatever, it's not really important one way or another. They get dark vision. Hey, big, big surprise. Whoa. Um. Okay, so let's get into their actual like unique features. Wow, uh, dark vision. <laughs> I'm still they, stuck on dark vision. I know, right? So exciting. <laughs> um, their first feature they get is called feline agility. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read this verbatim. Your reflexes and agility allow you to move with a burst of speed. When you move on your turn in combat, you can double your speed until the end of your turn. Once you use this trait, you can't use it again until you move zero feet on one of your other turns, one of your following turns. So I see where you're talking about balance because like this addresses the like the agility of a, that a cat Gives you something awesome? Gives a takeaway. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. And also, that's really cool. Being able to, to just move double your speed, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, Very useful. The next the next one is pretty intuitive. Cat claws. Because of your claws, you have a climbing speed of 20 feet, which is nice. In addition, your claws are natural weapons. If you hit with them, you deal slashing damage equal to 1d4 plus your strength mod. That's kind of like the... Uh, dex mod is debatable, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if a dagger counts as a light weapon, why why couldn't your claws? That, that would be homebrew. Obviously, but it's something I would if a player approached me with that, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? That yeah. sounds like the lizard folk. Don't they get something similar? Uh, they get a bite. A bite. They get a bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a decent. And they can though, also huh? go into a frenzy and just take a chunk out of a dude. Oh, and they get heals from yeah, it. They get heals from it. Yeah. Lizard folk are cool. Lizard folk are this is a tabaxi cool. episode. It is. <laughs> uh, the last ability they're going to get is called cat's talent, and it's a pro- you get game proficiency and perception and stealth skills. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm not a big fan of getting two skills, but I do like that it's not this cheap pick one from this list or pick two from this list it's you get these two because they make sense because you're a fucking cat person indeed get over you're it. a cat person um and then uh lastly uh you can speak common uh write, write and read common and one other language of your choice um that's interesting because in forgotten realms tabaxi have their own cat language i don't know if it's called tabaxi but i do know it's like their own uh, language of their people cats can't Cats can't, yeah. So uh, I think it should say you can read, uh, speak, and write common and cats can't, but it doesn't. Cats can, though. Speak it. Indeed. Indeed they can. Right. So with that with that being said, that's their mechanics. Uh, obviously, they're going to make good rogues, good monks. Yeah. You know, I mean, they may, Dex and Charisma, you'll make a good almost anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, those are pretty general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess the weakest would be for Wizard, but Dex isn't bad for a Wizard to have, so... It's hard to justify the role play wizardry. Well, if you're going with the classic lore, but again, I wouldn't. Did we get into age? I feel like, like, you know. They live about the same uh, span as humans. Okay. I I had the same question along my notes. I'm like, age was never brought up. And I had to dig deep. It was like, oh, they just live as long as humans. That's why it was brought up. It's kind of cheap. I mean, but like, should they live shorter or longer? I don't don't know. know. How long do cats live? Cats, I think, live anywhere from like 12 to 18 years. Is that true for big cats? Yeah. Is that true for big cats too? I don't know. I don't know the lifespan of a jaguar, Brian. I'm sorry. Of a jaguar? What about a cheetah? Or a cheetah. A cheetah? Okay, yeah. so... Well, I do know that mm. cheetahs outlive dogs, and I know this because at the San Diego Zoo, they have a program for cheetahs where uh, they pair up the cheetahs with dogs. Oh, yeah, they're like they'll uh, be life animals. companions, and yeah. often the dog will die before the cheetah does. So, oh, man, yeah. that's got to suck for the cheetah. Yeah, but then... They, that's like your anxiety dog. It is, but they'll, they'll get another dog in there. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure just like any intelligent animal, that's, you know, that's a blow. So. Man, I wonder if that's gone wrong yet. 
the dog with the cheetah. I don't think it has. The cheetahs take very easily to the dogs. That's really yeah. cool. Cheetah, man. Cheetahs have a lot of tendencies that are very canine-like versus being feline-like. Okay, okay. Um, I see. But this is not uh, a Planet Earth podcast. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, yeah. like, that's some cool thing to take into your role play is, like, I have a pet dog. Yeah. Yeah. My, my phone just shut off. Oh, <laughs> we we just lost some film, guys. I'm sorry. That's OK. It's but, the end of the episode. Yeah, it's the end of the episode. What did you say, though? I missed what you said. Oh, about like my role play, like bringing in a um, like, oh, like my a tabaxi like character has a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I'm a like ranger that. or yeah, whatever. That's like super dope. I like that. <laughs> this is my golden retriever, Dan. Indeed. He's my life companion. <laughs> He's my life companion. <laughs> when I get really nervous and so, like I socially uh, am inept, like just, I have this dog. dog. He's your companion yeah. animal. Literally. <laughs> He's, my, He's my seeing eye dog. I'm that's blind. That's awesome. My okay. dark. I only have dark vision. Right. I don't have normal right. vision. <laughs> I need the dog at the daytime. Indeed. Yeah. You want to call it? I think we're done with this episode, <laughs> and good. I hope it was informative to those of you who are interested in tabaxi. And we will talk to you guys I, later. I was uh, I was really hyped to do the episode because so many people have asked for this episode. So hey, here it is. Yep. Finally. Yep. You're welcome. Let's call it a game. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.